Hello and welcome back to our study of the Dhammapada. Today we continue on with verses 131 and 132, which read as follows. Sukha kamani bhutani yodandena vihingsati Atano sukame sano pechaso nalabhate sukhaṁ Sukha kamani bhūtāni yodandena nahingsati Atano sukha mesāno pechaso labhate sukhaṁ It's a tw twin pair of verses there, saying the same thing but um, in opposition. So 131 means sukha kamani bhūtāni, those beings that desire happiness. Yodandena vihingsati, who harms them with a stick or with a weapon. Attano sukamesano, for this, for, um, for, by one, by one who is seeking for happiness meaning the person doing the harming. So a person harming someone who is, who wishes for happiness, harming a being, harming beings that wish for happiness, they themselves seeking happiness. Pechaso nalabhate sukhaṁ In the future they do not attain happiness. And 132 is the opposite. If, if someone does not harm others with a stick, the other beings that seek happiness, that wish for happiness, want happiness. Oneself seeking happiness, one does find happiness in the future. So this is the this is the Dhamma for today. Uh, the story behind these verses it's regarding a group of boys who uh, the Buddha saw on his way to Savati. So the Buddha lived in Jetavana for many years of his life. Uh, you can still go and see the ruins of the ancient monastery in, in India. And uh, you can walk from, it's actually quite a ways, but you can walk from Jetavana to Savati. And in Savati there, there are two uh, kind of pyramid-type things, or probably, maybe they were round at one point, but they're kind of square, kind of pyramid-type things uh, that are said to be the uh, monuments to Angulimala and Anattapindika. And if you go up on top of the, the, the stupa, you can see the walls of Savati. You can see the ruined city. And so when the Buddha was on his way into Savati, he saw a bunch of boys beating a snake with a stick. It's an interesting, um, sort of a humanizing story where the Buddha meets with a bunch of children and how he teaches children. Of course, this is the commentary again. We don't have any evidence that this actually happened, but it's an interesting look into how the Buddha behaved or how people remember him to the things people remember him to have done
So he asked them, what are you doing? Kumaraka, young men. Kingarodha, what are you doing? Ahingbante dandekena baharama. It's a snake, venerable sir. We are beating it with a stick. And the Buddha said, Kingarna, for what reason? And they said, Dangsana bhayena bhante. We're afraid of its bite, venerable sir. And the Buddha shook his head and smiled. And when he shook his head, he said, Tumhe, you think to yourself, Tumhe, you think to yourself, Atano sukankarisama. We will make happiness for ourselves. We will bring ourselves happiness. And for that reason, Imang Paharanta, you beat this stick. You beat this snake with a stick. But he said, you will not be Nibata Nibata Tane and whatever places you are born, Sukalabino Nabavisati, you will not be ones who attain happiness. Atano Sukampatin Tena Hi Parang Parhi Paharitum Nabatati. One is not able to the the beating with a stick does not go for, I don't quite get that, but uh, basically uh, beating others doesn't lead to happiness. And so he taught this verse. So simple, I mean it, it ties in a lot with, it ties in a lot with the past two uh, stories in the past two verses about one should not hurt others, oneself not wishing harm. But the curious thing here is the logic of the boys, because it seems like sound logic, right? We are afraid he'll bite us. We're afraid of the bite of the snake. But of course, if you think for a moment about it, the snake wasn't actually uh, most likely wasn't actually a danger to the boys, right? They just found this snake and they thought, oh, well, he might bite us, so we better kill it. But the snake wasn't looking to bite a human. The snake was probably looking for a smaller animal to kill. Not to say snakes aren't vicious, evil animals, but... Uh, I mean, we do recognize that as, as a, at least a small evil. Oh, I mean, fair evil, snakes killing other animals and biting them. But um, it wasn't doing harm to the boys. And so it's a good example of our tendency to focus more on a cure, focus more on the cure to a problem than the cause of a problem. So there's a good example of that. Um, but it's an important um, delusion or, or error that we make. That it was a problem that we have that leads to errors in judgment. So 
So take these boys, for example. They th think the problem is this, they think the cause of their problem is the snake, right? The snake is causing problems. And so immediately, they look for a solution. They don't, they don't consider and they don't look closely at the cause, at what the real problem is. And so they focus on the solution and, and immediately beat the snake. You know, if I get rid of the snake, then my problem will be over. But they haven't understood the problem. And in fact, the real problem is not the snake, it's the fear. That's what they say, we're afraid he will bite us. And so without investigating and seeing what is the real problem, whereas an adult would look at it and would say, well, no, don't be afraid of the snake, it's not going to harm you, right? There's no reason to be afraid of it. But we do this with so many different things. We, you know, take the status of, of mental illness in the West. When we, when as soon as we have a problem like depression or anxiety, we're very quick to to find a pill that will give us a solution without looking at the cause, without really looking and seeing what's the problem. I think I can't cope. I can't handle. And when in fact the experiences that we have aren't the problem; it's it's our reactions to them. And a doctor will tell you, of course, that if you want to cure a sickness, you have to find the cause. You have to look at the cause. Well, the same should go with the mind. The same should go with our, uh, our addictions and our aversions, our mental problems. Because when you look at what's causing you problems, when you, when you examine it, you find that really the answer is not in finding a cure. The cure is not in in fixing things. And cure is learning to see things differently, learning to let go and uh, release yourself from the very idea that, that there's a problem in the first place. And so, I mean, the real thing, the real deal is our, um, I mean, the real problem, it's not, it's not that we seek for a cure, it's that we don't understand. So we don't understand the problem and we're inconsistent in our solutions. So some of our ideas might be good, some of our ideas might be bad. We're unable to and be consistently successful in, in solving our problems because we don't look closely at the cause. So, I mean, it's just the, this idea that in, in Buddhism we do focus much more on the cause. We're not immediately looking to solve our problems and that's sort of the difference between samatha meditation and vipassana meditation. With samatha meditation you're looking for a quick fix. doesn't solve the problem. With vipassana meditation you put aside the cure and the, the the fix in terms of being happy and being peaceful, and and in fact, insight meditation can be quite unpleasant and and chaotic, stressful even. Because you're putting it aside in 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 favor of looking at the problem. When you have pain, you look at the pain. Well, that's not pleasant. But the focus on the cause instead of the cure. 
means that you're able to, f to solve problems, to come up with solutions that are actually uh, beneficial. You know, I mean, these boys were looking to be happy. The Buddha points this out quite clearly. Atano sukamesa, no, they were seeking happiness. That's why they were doing it. They were doing it to bring happiness. They had the right intention. They just, their minds weren't clear. They hadn't studied the problem and the situation to the extent that they would really understand what the problem was. And the Buddha goes into, you know, the Buddha sees things beyond what most of us can see and says, not only is it going to be a problem for your minds now, you're going to, when, you were, when you're reborn, you're going to get beaten by a stick or you're going to be in trouble. You might go to hell, that kind of thing. Lots of bad things can happen. So, for our meditation practice, we, we spend our time studying causes. We don't concern ourselves so much with the peace and the happiness. And that's really, really kind of the, the beauty of the practice. You know, we're, we're, we're not dependent on results. It's much more about the process. And when happiness does come, because it does come from inside, make no mistake, insight meditation is designed to bring peace, happiness, freedom from suffering. But when it does come, we're not attached to it, we're not dependent on it. We kind of just you know, chalk it up to good results and keep going back into the bad stuff. You know? It's like when you're cleaning house. When the room's clean, you leave and go find a dirty room. You do that until you're clean. That's how you clean your house. That's how you clean your mind. Don't sit there and, and marvel at the clean room and forget about all the rest. You know, oh, well, at least this room's clean. Maybe I'll just live in this room and not live in the rest of the rooms in my house. You know, so in meditation, we focus on the bad stuff mostly. It's important that we do. I think that's proper to say. Don't focus on the good stuff. Don't worry about it. Focus on the bad stuff, including how we react to good things. You know, it doesn't... It, it's not all pain and suffering, but there's, a, there's greed and addiction as well. But on either side, focusing on what's wrong, just like a doctor would, just like someone cleaning house would. A doctor focuses on the sickness, tries to find the cause. They can give you medication to, 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 um, to um, suppress the symptoms and even cure the sickness, you know. Like if a person has, 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 um, has abused their body, you know, the doctor can fix the symptoms, but if you go back and abuse your body again, you know, what, what good is it to cure the symptoms? Even if it's a cure, you just do the same thing over again. So much more important is it to find the cause. And you know, They say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? That's the old saying, for this reason. So we're not so much concerned with results. This is a problem meditators have. They, they're worried that their you know, things, it's, meditation's not comfortable. Is this meditation actually any good? And where you should find results is in the fixing, in the solving. Or, sorry, not in the fixing, in the solving, in the, the moment of uh, addressing, not the fixing, but the addressing. When you uh, address the experience and and, and purify the moment where you look at the experience in a new way. When you have pain, you look at it as just pain. When you have thoughts, you look at them as just thoughts. 
even your emotions, learning to look at them and see them just as emotions and not reacting to them. So, that's the Dhammapada verses for today. We're now at up to 132. Wishing you all the best. Have a good night.